0: All right, all right, all right, everybody, and we are live. I am the host of America Unhinged Radio, the host of the America Unhinged podcast, the Kazakh Marauder. You can also find my backup channel at Kazakhradio.com, Kazakhradio33 on TikTok, and we got a story that is just hitting everything I love to talk about. Every week I keep saying it can't be crazier, right? Every week, I keep saying it, but everybody knows America Unhinged is the podcast that just doesn't stop. We find the weird in everything, and we talk about it, no matter the bans, no matter the the censorship, no matter what happens. Um, Before we get started, I do got to announce for you audio listeners out there, expect me to be on the Shane Jones podcast in a little bit, about a week and a half, and we're going to talk about... American Political Conspiracy, something I think is my little house. We will talk about the early founder's fear of the Bavarian Illuminati. We will talk about Lyndon Johnson's cheating from high school through college, all through his election in the 50s and 60s, you know, everything he did basically. And then we're going to end on my personal favorite, Oklahoma City, if time permits, we'll talk about that. And then also this week, I'm hoping to go on the Unspeakable Truth podcast and talk about Michael Jackson -er trutherism, everything that is wrong with the case, everything that we should know about the case that we do not know already. But if you guys do not know the story that is going on, holy smokes, is this something just completely outrageous. We got people out here doing streams. Shout out Slow News Day about um the franklin scandal and connecting all these earlier scandals from the early 90s late 80s back to this shit going on in Utah but we have something very crazy going on where the Utah County Sheriff just posted on their official website in the news media they dropped their presser this is like Tupac versus Biggie this is um fucking Kim Kardashian versus um stormy daniels this is everything that we could have ever hoped for we got a few chats coming in first fast joe was first and last he chimed in at ten twenty eight a.m what's up fast joe mars bar says oh no not the cannibals again joe's here saying what's up again and jerry green is saying hello but like I said, this is hitting all of the uh, fields for me. All my favorite stories. We also got a little bit of Epstein talk at the end of this. They are re-investigating the death of a former Clinton advisor that was just ruled to be a bunch of bullshit. Like I said, we'll talk about it. Okay, I don't want to hit all the strikes right away. So let's go ahead and check out this little bit of an article. Let me see, where is this from? ABC4... If you guys see this little banner at the top called groundnews.com or .org, they rate the news. So if you ever see that banner, that means enough people have reported on it to tell you if it's a quote, left or right wing bias, it'll be in a bar graph. It's kind of cool. Actually. It's a browser plugin. Spanish fork, Utah, Utah County Sheriff Mike Smith is hosting a press conference at 3 30 PM on Wednesday in response to Utah County attorney. David Levitt's call for his resignation. Oh, Ivor's in the chat. What's up, Ivor? He's gay for June Pride, as we all are and should be. Here we go. Held a press conference accusing Smith of misuse of taxpayer and county resources during the conference. Levitt addressed allegations that he and his wife are under investigation for the alleged cannibalism and murder of children. Yes. Yes, you heard me correctly. This guy had to go on the record and deny cannibalism, and we will watch it. I found it at the 11th hour. It took me three or four hours of researching at work today to find this. So hope you really, really appreciate this. Don't let Jack grift off of me without saying that I found this, okay? Delegations he's referring to are part of a Utah County investigation into quote, ritualistic child sexual abuse through the period of 1990 to 2010. And we will just go straight to the sheriff's statement here. Uh, let's go straight to the source. Let me see if I can zoom it in for you a little bit more. We got some Coors Banquet beer tonight. It is a trashy beer, but, man, Rocky Mountains, baby. That's how we do it out here. Bunch rednecks. What's up, Fast Joe? Fast Joe says he appreciates us. That's awesome, man. Dude, I can't wait to see you this Friday. I'll be out there. Sheriff's Office investigating ritualistic child sexual abuse. This is from May 31st at one twenty five p.m. Special Victims Unit detectives and investigators from multiple county and federal agencies are investigating reports of ritualistic child sexual abuse from as far back as 1990. 1990, people, that's the Johnny Gosh era. That's the milk cartons. That's the milk carton, kids. That's everything we talk about on this show, man. This is why I started this show. That's still in my top two or three episodes. You got to go download that. Franklin Scandal. In April of 2021, an investigation began into ritualistic child sexual abuse and child sex trafficking that occurred in Utah County. The ensuing investigation discovered, this is the sheriff's department, by the way, the ensuing investigation discovered that other victims had previously reported similar forms of ritualistic sexual abuse and trafficking that occurred in Utah County, Juab County, and San Pete County during the time between 1990 and 2010. Dude, this is beyond. Uh, Ivers may, uh, mentioning something about the pride community, that they would never harm children. We saw that. Alex Stein proved that as well as Cassidy Campbell. But this goes beyond pride. This goes... Deep state. Portions of these allegations were confirmed. These allegations are being investigated by the Utah County Sheriff's Office in cooperation with other local and federal agencies. By the way, if you're listening on the audio-only podcast, I do read the chat, so if you ever hear an abrupt comment, you know what's happening. Continuing with the article. We are pleading with the public and encourage victims or individuals with knowledge of these crimes to contact the Utah County Sheriff's Office Special Victims Unit so that they can be offered all the assistance possible. We understand that there are individuals who have concerns for their safety and or well-being who have been silenced. We need your help. Contact the Utah County Sheriff's Office at 801-851-4010. For questions, contact Sergeant Spencer Cannon, Public Information Officer, Utah County Sheriff's Office. Now let's go to the direct accusation. I had to go to a different page. No, this is the rebuttal, okay. it's funny, the rebuttal, I had to go to a different page and find it, but on the actual page, you can find the sheriff's um, words on it, direct. I think that says something for transparency a little bit in this case, but we won't be too judgmental quite yet. We'll hear out what has to say in this video. It's all weird grainy. Yeah, that's what I... Okay, it's HDR. Whoa, that's some serious high definition. Let me just make sure everything's looking okay in the settings before I play it. I want to make sure everybody hears this. It's weird it's so uh, grainy like that. Can we do 1440? Is that even possible? We might be able to do 1440.
1: Sick intro. Victims had previously reported similar forms of ritualism, abuse, and trafficking that occurred in Utah County, Juab County, and San Pete County during the time, the first time of 1990 March. and 2010. Portions of these allegations were confirmed. These allegations are being investigated by the Utah County Sheriff's Office in cooperation with other local and federal agencies. We are pleading with the public and encourage victims or individuals with knowledge of these crimes to contact the Utah County Sheriff's Office Special Victims Unit so that they can be offered all the assistance possible. We understand that there are individuals who have concerns with their for their safety and well-being and who have been silenced. We need your help. That was our release. That was the entirety of our release. Um, Accusations that go beyond that statement are false. This is what we released. I want to hit a couple of bullet points that uh, a couple of notes I made that uh, that are in reference to the press conference that Mr. Leavitt. Hit
0: was. that like, comment, share, subscribe button
1: right now. This is not a politically motivated investigation. Approximately a year ago, victims came forward to us with reporting crimes similar to those that are involved in the case Mr. Levitt brought up today. As we investigated those crimes, they led us to the case that Mr. Levitt has uh, brought up today and has actually identified himself in today. As uh, we looked further into it, we found corroborating evidence that uh, that these things had, had happened and needed to be further Subseusnewsnal.com Leavitt is using his authority and his pulpit to bully, distract, and mischaracterize the facts. Of an Thanks, Cyber, for hitting the light. Right now, the agencies that are working together on this case include Utah County Sheriff's Office, Provo Police Department, Juab County Sheriff's Office, Sanpete County Sheriff's Office, the City Police Department, and the FBI. Our special victims How unit crazy! Is with this. How crazy
0: is it that this is not trending on Twitter? How crazy is it that I had to dig so long of this? This story is fucking real. The Levitt stuff is a lot harder to find than the Mike Smith stuff. And that should tell you everything you need to know about this case. It should tell you what maybe you need to know about the second part of the show later, about the Clinton advisor that got offed. That is um that death is being reinvestigated. There's so much happening right now, people. You guys gotta keep your eyes open. Your ears halfway closed and listen to the right people right now. I'm telling you, there's a reason why they downrate people like me and Jack and Ivor and a lot of other people we know. Slow news day. A lot of people, a lot of people that I follow on Twitter, man, we're dealing with the struggle again. As long as we don't mention the orange man, we're OK. We can talk about this stuff for a little bit. It's not going to be for long. So you guys got to be here while we can talk about this.
1: As the lead, they are very confident and professional. I have full, full confidence in them that they will investigate this thoroughly and completely, and they will go where the evidence leads them. In an earlier press conference, we were accused of misusing public funds and in investigating, in the investigation of child sexual abuse. This is crazy. This is the craziest you story. That. I think that this is probably the best way. Yeah. To
0: what
1: does, is to investigate
0: what up, ninja?
1: sexual abuse.
0: What am I, Beverly Hills Ninja? I
1: make, I make
0: My Mississippi Coast River Coast. Ninja. I never will.
1: Satellite <laughs> <laughs> we Jack. posted our investigation yesterday, we have been contacted. Tom by Sawyer. Twenty people who state that they I'll were help, victims Colbert. of this crime or have knowledge of others who were victims. <laughs> the main focus of this investigation. <laughs>
0: How is that not a meme already on Jack's channel?
1: Don't be misled by uh, statements being made by Mr. Levitt that are sensational. The main focus of this (laughs) conversation is sexual abuse. (laughs) Several times David Levitt named himself (laughs) and mentioned cannibalism and murder. This investigation is about child sexual abuse. Mr. Levitt referred to documents that he believes we have released. This office has released no documents. There is a process for Grandma to be released through Grandma, which is a proper process. Nothing has come out of the sheriff's office. We have released nothing to the public. (laughs) I take exception. To any victim who comes forward... Feel
0: free to share is whatever, Jack, is if you...
1: ...characterized as tragically mentally ill.
0: From my sources, I'll DM, you. I'll,
1: I'll DM you. These are victims of crime who have mustered the courage to come forward... Okay, I'm going to pause it right here. ...mentally ill are victims of crime. I got to
0: pause this to give some, concept, uh, some context. Sorry. You should. Okay, so... In the rebuttal... The attorney actually came out with like a 35-minute press conference where he addresses everything this sheriff's department laid out. And he called one of the people severely mentally ill. And that's not going so well. And this sheriff is leaning into it right now. This is some crazy shit. I'm telling you, this is the beef of all beefs. This is like throwing your nuts on the table if you're the sheriff. It's an insane story, Ivor. You cannot get caught up to it. This is about some ritual abuse going back from to 1990, and this sheriff is dropping these accusations against this guy right now. I've also seen some rumblings that the head of, or that attorney is leading this movement to abolish the SVU unit of Utah, which is absurd unless you think about it in this context. I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm not the expert. We're here talking about it right now.
1: They, they should not be shamed. This is a Jason having the courage to come forward. This is a Jason Ivor. When we investigate cases at the Utah County Sheriff's Office, we do not discuss the some names people of victims,
0: and we do are linking this too heavily
1: to Mormonism, names, which I don't. S- how we conduct. Jive would not release any names in association with this case. If they have been released, that did not come from this office. Nicholas Rossi, who also goes by Arthur Knight, claimed to have exclusive confirmation from our public information officer naming suspects in the case we are investigating. Sergeant Cannon did not discuss or confirm names or of either victims or suspects with him. It's nuts, Joe. Again, we do not do that. As of about an hour ago, we've actually received a text message from this in, this individual apologizing for releasing that information and naming the sheriff's office and Spencer Cannon as confirming that information. So, with that said, for what it's worth, neither um, I will not be resigning, and Spencer Cannon will not be disciplined.
0: I gotta address Ivor here. I've been low-key in touch with the Sandusky Truther. I, I have been in touch with Sandusky Truther and I'm trying to coax him into getting him on. I pitched talking to him about Michael Jackson, but he has too much family shit going on, so I'm going to talk about that with the Unspeakable Truth, but I kind of tried to lure him in to talk about Sandusky because I've been tapping into this and it's kind of fucking interesting. I'm not going to lie. I know not everything's a conspiracy, but I mean, Haster, yes. Sandusky. <laughs> I want to know more.
1: <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. For doing his job. I'll open it up at this time for any questions.
0: Oh yes.
1: Um From what we can see, uh, we we believe that portions of it were properly investigated, but we do not believe the entirety of it was thoroughly investigated. When you said, say you're child of abuse? Are you still including like, that word of ritualistic? Yes. Yes. Sheriff Smith, is this bigger than the one case of the volume the therapist said that you're talking about? Yes, it is. How so? Can you elaborate any further? There are multiple victims involved in this case, and there are multiple victims cooperating information between their accounts. Is David yes. the Jessup also as I stated, we don't talk about who's in the investigation. Did you the FBI's involvement in when did they? Uh, we we formed this task force and uh, we presented the case to them, and they they were they've been involved now for a couple weeks in the investigation. Well, Let us specifically
0: talk about a case involving animal poaching.
1: I was from Virginia safety State. Can so you give any more specifics about it? what were the Virginia what was going on? Yeah, I'm not going to get into specifics, no. But I find it disturbing that um, I listened to that, and I think uh, David Levitt, um, David Levitt, was very alarming to me in that. Uh, and and fucking pedo himself several times in that account, but no, I'm not gonna get into specifics. I don't think that's fair to the investigation at this point. I think what David Levitt did was very fair and and impossibly tainted this investigation. He does bring up those hours or seven days away from
0: now. Why is the sheriff's office
1: releasing this
0: right
1: now? We have come to a point in this investigation. You know, for us, we investigate crime. This has nothing to do with, with policies or whatever he wants to deflect it upon. We investigate crime, that is our job. And this is we've come to a point in this investigation where we we know there are other victims out there. We've had several reach out to us and we were right. We released this and we've had over 20 reach out to us. That's why.
0: We're not even halfway over yet.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that. Yeah, to exactly. We we will continue to do our jobs. Again, we won't be intimidated by Mr. Levitt by his attempts to uh derail our investigation. We will continue to do our jobs. Can you allow why you can do their investigation? It's a good question. Um It's one of those questions that sometimes make you say home, but uh, I don't know why. Keep interacting in the chat. reached out to Mr. Levin about this investigation. That
0: helps algorithm.
1: Well, I guess my question would be, what's your basis for that statement? Are, are, do you have knowledge that this person is mentally ill? What, what, how, how could you say that? about <laughs> that Admittedly, you, you haven't had contact with them for how many years did he say? Multiple years. Um, I don't think any time in adulthood. What is your basis for that statement? I'd throw that right back in his face. That is, that is an unfair and unprofessional statement. And honestly, coming from a, from a county attorney to, to put that out there, the people who come forward, even if, you know, you've been victimized to a point where it, it is tragically sickening that you're just going to be labeled as mentally ill, that's disturbing. I'm seriously
0: downvoted, so that's why I keep saying that. No. And did your agency know that there was The original?
1: No. No, we did not. So okay, well, he said that these claims were so outlandish that they were not seriously investigated by the County sex crimes task force. Is that true? No, that is not true. Um, they were investigated seriously. Uh, They—he is correct that uh, they were never prosecuted, but they were—they were dismissed without prejudice. The case is still there more you about the nature of this, to. I'm I'm not gonna get into that right now Why should Um they 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 can choose to. That is not that is not our purpose here. We are this is not a political. We've been working on this. Uh, This is something that we take very, very seriously. This is something that, um, this is the most, this is some of the most egregious crimes that happen in our community is when our children are victimized to this level. And we will look into this. You can label it and deflect and say whatever you want. We will continue to investigate this. Mr. So Lepin said that
0: the case against the therapist is sponge. Is that your understanding of the status of that case? He just said it's still there. Ivor says,
1: really quick, the we're going to pause it. Without
0: prejudice. All faith in institutions is collapsing for both left and right. Jerry Green says, I got my dog a gay toy, Ivor. I'm telling people, I respect podcastindex.org. Find the America Unhinged podcast on podcastindex.org. That was started by Adam Curry, and he is very much a free internet a pirate, kind of in the veins of a uh, Ross Ulbricht or a uh, John McAfee. He has his own podcasting indexing site. Sally like Jack says, this pride stuff I find disturbing. Ivers says, oh good, but I don't think your dog is gay <laughs> talking to um Jared. Yeah, you can't make animals gay. Let's give this another minute and then we'll get to the rebuttal from the fucking attorney.
1: I don't know if they've expunged it out of the court records or not. If it's
2: expunged,
1: does that in your investigation? I don't believe so. Like we we have new victims coming forward. Well, he he said a lot of things in that investigation. He released a lot of information. He did. That we never would have released. This is an insane story. I can't even. I'm not going to play that game with him. I'm going to do my job. the, The job that people elected me to do. And I'm not going to stoop to, to kindergarten games with him. Can you give us any? He had mentioned that, that this guy was in church and that he had been excommunicated about approaching allegations. Can you give us any idea? You're obviously living some sort of a sex abuse ring that went on for 30 years in three counties. Can you give us any, anything about the structure of that? People are confused with Facebook comments. People say structure <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm I, I can't at this time. This is an active investigation and we're not gonna This re- is crazy. That's that's fair statement.
0: All right guys, alright, alright. We're gonna get to the rebuttal, but do you not think it's absolutely fucking insane, the person that has this video, which has been scrubbed off the internet. I couldn't find it on any local Utah news sites. I mean, okay, this was obviously on YouTube, right, with the infrared, like, filter over it. But wait till the next one that's even more heavily censored. I'm being so confused because I thought this was the heavily censored one. No. Next one is even more heavily censored. I had to go to stateoftheunion.co, which is some kind of weird alternative news site. It was not on YouTube either. This story is so hard to keep track of, guys. And if you guys find anything else on it, please let me know. I'm telling you, this is is the story for a minute. And I think it's connected to the... uh, to the Clinton fiasco in some kind of way. Let me see if I can find this video. I think I have it queued up right here. Right? Right here. Oh yeah, stateofthenation.com Let's check it out. Anyway, once again, give me that like, comment, that share, subscribe. At FreeJerry88 on Twitter. America Bot 69 Yes, there's the Twitter handle. And no, I am never ashamed of it. Okay. Huge. Utah County Attorney David Levitt holds presser to deny that he and his wife are guilty of ritualistic child sexual abuse. That's a quote. And cannibalism. This is from State of the Union, June 6, 2022. Direct quote, ritualistic child sexual abuse by David Levitt and quote cannibalism. Both mentioned in this video from Facebook Watch. It's a hard one to find, people. Let me go ahead and take a hit of this. I have some 26.3% herb right here. It's a hybrid sativa-leaning. But I got to smoke for this shit. This is going to get even weirder. This guy is the weirdest guy of the night. Even though that last guy was like in blue and yellow and red and orange. This guy's even weirder.
3: And as I have served as county attorney since uh, the beginning of my term, I have tried to do everything possible to rebuild the trust that law enforcement Prosecutors and police have lost with the public. Our society demands.
0: By the way, for clarification, this is the guy being accused of satanic ritual abuse by the sheriff. The sheriff put it on their social media, their main page. They are going for it. This is the guy. This is the guy that we'd be able to trust our public officials. His eyes are weird.
3: I want to talk to you about two separate cases. The first case involves a man by the name of Nicholas Rossi. Nicholas Rossi allegedly raped a woman in Orem, Utah in 2008. That case was reported to law enforcement. <laughs> It went uninvestigated, largely. Her rape exam, the victim's rape exam, went untested for a dozen years. Until shortly, around the time I took office, we ensured that it was tested. That rape kit produced evidence that a a convicted sex offender...
0: Oh, man, as soon as I pause it, these fucking videos come up. I want to focus on the eyes. Look at the eyes. In
3: Ohio, Nicholas Rossi was the suspect. We engaged in a lengthy investigation involving the State Bureau of Investigation, the United States Department of Justice, the Scottish authorities, for reasons that I'll disclose, which you may already know, but I'll disclose in a moment that revealed that Nicholas Rossi uh, was also going by the name of Arthur Knight, that he'd faked his own death, relocated to Scotland, and relocated <laughs> him in a hospital bed. We still love you, Ivory, even Scotland, though
0: he says this guy looks like him. He's
3: now awaiting extradition on charges which I levied against him for the, for the 2008
0: break. <laughs> Nicholas Rossi. You're talking
3: Nicholas Rossi's M.O., his mode of operation, has been to take on people who accuse him or who threaten him or in any way stand in his way with
0: Respect, Iver. vile
3: crimes with blackmail, with extortion. And there's a lengthy history and pattern of Nicholas Rossi doing that. Now he's engaged in that process against me and my wife. Making all sorts of allegations that are completely groundless.
0: Like Bo Jiden, Jack
3: says. To shift the attention from his alleged crimes in Utah to Something that's a complete farce.
0: Oh, let's check it out. That's the first case. Let's see what he says. The second case
3: involved a local therapist and centered around an allegation made by one tragically mentally ill woman.
0: That is the quote that is getting him all in, in all the trouble that tragically... (laughs) <laughs> Mentally ill woman, are you victim shaming, bro? <laughs> oh man, this guy's in such a mess, and I wonder why this sheriff's so mad. I I wish I gotta I gotta delve deeper. I gotta delve deeper.
3: Was that therapist's daughter? She accused him and fifteen or twenty other members of the community from being involved. And horrific crimes. That investigation. That that allegation.
0: Like, why does he even have to come out here and make a statement if it? There's no inkling of truth to it. What is he so scared of? This is a story. This is the Streisand effect. I mean, I think most of you guys are old enough to know what the Streisand effect is. Um, Jack might not know, but the Streisand effect is basically okay. Barbara Streisand was trying to hide the fact that she had this super luxurious house in like the '70s, like post counterculture, right? And she kind of grifted it off of that community and made like a big political statement about it. And um, she kept trying to hide and like got mad at all these newspapers for reporting on where she lived. And then it just kept attracting all these news stories about it. Everybody just was like, all oh, these rumors are like, oh, maybe it is like that big and. Lo and behold, it was. This is the Streisand effect. The fact that this guy keeps talking about it just brings so much more attention to it. It's just man, we're living in a different dimension right now. Anything you guys thought was happening in the late 80s, early 90s, you good old boys, you um, you know, you early millennials like me, you know, 1988 and prior, we are in it. We're in some weird shit right now. I'm telling you, it's the simulation. Simulation's done, changed.
3: Why, that tragically mentally ill woman was so outlandish and so ludicrous that our own fine special victims task force that investigates these kinds of crimes
1: That's right, Ivor.
3: refused to even interview any of the 15 or 20 People who were the who who are alleged to have committed these crimes, alleged to committed. The case resulted in criminal charges against one individual, the tragically mentally ill woman's father. This is the best story ever. My predecessor, Jeff Buman, ultimately he's sweating that case against the therapist. Motherfucker's sweaty. ...was so outlandish and so unbelievable.
0: What's up, Mars bars? Woo!
3: That therapist had his record expunged recently, his arrest expunged recently, and should be out of the public record.
0: Sweaty like a whore on Dollar Day.
3: That's what my mom used to say. Because law enforcement is about trust. It's about being able to say she was a savage that when the government makes an allegation that there's substance behind it that we can believe in. And if there's not, then we have a process whereby people can have their names restored, which was the process through which this therapist went. Yesterday, I was Provided a copy.
0: Can't believe I'm not kicked off YouTube yet.
3: Of an alleged witness statement of that tragically mentally ill woman.
0: Can you some of that foreskin lotion sold by Planned Parenthood?
3: And for the first time in purportedly 15 or 20 years since the report was given. Don't get circumcised. I learned that.
0: Don't let let your babies get circumcised. We're part of those allegations.
3: Alleging that we were guilty of
0: hashtag foreskin face
3: and murdering young children. This morning, the the
0: sky is losing his mind. Got,
3: hey. Nicholas Rossi posing as Arthur Knight. Oh my God! Posted to the internet. Allegations that I am a suspect along with my wife. Oh, here we in go. this crime, it follows Nicholas Rossi's alleg- uh, mode of operating, and and it does nothing to but, but demean the integrity of me, my wife, and 15 or 20 other members of this community who had absolutely oh, nothing shoot. to do with a discredited case from 15 years ago. What's problematic for me and troubling to me is that Nicholas Rossi, Seems to corroborate Fox 13 News assertions that that high profile individuals are involved and he names. Oh my God, profiles.
0: Jack! Dude, I won't. I won't read it. But thanks for sharing that. Oh my God. That's interesting, Jack. Crazy.
3: And Don't Cross do it again. List. Sergeant Spencer Cannon of the Utah County Sheriff's Office
0: <laughs> he as the source my head up.
3: for confirming that I indeed am a suspect in crimes that involve cannibalism and murder of small children. Keep that elephant trunk. That this all occurs less than one week before ballots drop. In an election in which I am participating, causes me tremendous concern over. Check out me this con- cat. Tremendous concern. That's seven.
0: Hi, seven.
3: Over the credibility and the actions and the connections between a convicted sex offender, Nicholas Rossi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mars <laughs> says they're going to murder this guy. No, they'll murder, they'll murder the sheriff, but this guy's sweaty so much. <laughs> Maybe they'll murder the attorney. Maybe Mars Mars is right, man. He doesn't like to come on. He's he he's off Twitter now. He has a baby coming, right? You don't want that, that bullshit. But he's fucking savvy. When he says something, you gotta pay attention like that. He has good, good instincts.
3: And I am calling upon Sheriff Mike Smith. He red pilled me. Open his office. First. To an outside investigation. Or outside independent investigation. He birthed Cosmic Marauder. Able to is investigate.
0: He's going to burn a or many Mars bars.
3: That documents from a department investigation of more than a decade ago.
0: (laughs) Onto this reptile.
3: Were or were not used for political purposes in a Utah County attorney's race. And I call upon Mike Smith.
0: Mike Smith, that was the guy we just watched.
3: To suspend Sergeant Spencer Cannon. Oh. That investigation to determine whether the Utah County Attorney's Office that dismissed charges by my predecessor 12 years ago.
0: I've never seen someone so charges nervous. Were dismissed
3: by my predecessor because the allegations were so untenable and unbelievable. And whether the Utah County Sheriff's Office is providing Those kinds of documents.
0: So crazy.
3: To political opponents to be used for political purposes. I would call upon Mike Smith, Sheriff Mike Smith, to shed a little more light on his investigation that he announced yesterday. (laughs) He has a lot of info that he seeks to make with Nicholas Rossi a convicted sex offender awaiting extradition on a rape charges in, in Utah are undeniable. And I challenge Sheriff Smith not only to open his office for an investigation, not only To suspend Spencer Cannon pending that investigation, Hmm. but to resign himself, if it can be demonstrated that his office is being used for such illicit political purposes, that we would stoop in this society to something as disgusting as the hundred and fifty one at least
0: twenty minutes in rebuttal
3: pack of lies that was that was given to me from the news media disheartens me. Is and that
0: like me. twelve or thirteen right now?
3: We deserve more from our public officials and we deserve more from the news media to respectfully and responsibly ferret out what is true and what is not. I encourage Mike Smith to open his office to an investigation to find out how the news media received this document, who created it, if it was not in fact part of the initial page, which I don't know. And I challenge Mike Smith to find out, To to open his office for an investigation, so that we may find out how in the world did Nicholas Rossi, a convicted sex offender and alleged rapist, in you keep saying that the same document.
0: But how how does that not differentiate differentiate you from that? Like how are you not a sex offender just because you keep throwing it to somebody else that you're associated with potentially? That does not absolve you of that yourself.
3: And to open his office for an investigation to understand how his PIO allegedly Peace out, Jack. I'll be there later. Confirmed that my wife and I are subjects of that investigation, alleging that we are guilty for a little of cannibalism bit. of children and murder of children. And I encourage Mike Smith, if he can, to vindicate himself that this is not done for his political purposes, for the political purposes of those who seek to eliminate me from this office.
0: All right. We are going to move on to the next segment to allow you guys, uh, the Jack subscribers, to go ahead and hang out there as well. We basically got most of our um, information from there. But if you want to watch the rest of it, there might be some Q&A here. We'll go ahead and post it right here in the uh, chat. Right here. We're still going to continue on with the show. Don't think it's over yet. We got probably 10 more minutes at least. Um, I want to show you guys this from RadarOnline.com. This story has been confirmed by multiple media sources, mainstream media sources. This is more of a gossip site. I have a couple of quick video clips after this as well. This is the Clinton, this is the Clinton part of it. We have a, um, what's it called? We have some developments into the suicided of the Clinton family. But this is a very interesting article. There's a couple of news clips out there. They're hard to find on YouTube. But if it's on like a celebrity gossip site, it must be kind of real, right? This is by Douglas Montero, June fifth, 2022, published 5 a.m. Eastern Time. The bizarre suicide death of Bill Clinton's former advisor linked to billionaire perv Jeffrey Epstein is now a, quote, Open investigation radar can exclusively report. The stunning turn of events comes after a series of explosive radaronline.com stories questioning the suicide death of Clinton moneyman Mark Littleton, who's found May 7th hanging from a tree, the shotgun blast through his chest and an extension cord around his neck. Radaronline.com learned about the surprise twist after it filed a freedom of information request with the Perry County Sheriff's Department demanding copies of the police report and crime scene photos of grizzly death in a 1,100-acre farm linked to the former president just outside Perryville, Arkansas. In an email reply, Sheriff Scott Montgomery tells Radar he cannot release the police report, because the once-open-and-shut case is an active investigation. Quote, At this time, this is an open investigation, and we are not releasing any information, Montgomery said in a June 2nd email, without elaborating. RadarOnline.com has also learned the Perry County Coroner is also refusing to release any details about Middleton's death because of the alleged open investigation. Quote, Right now, it's considered an open case, and nothing is being released on it at this time. Unquote. A worker at the coroner's office tells RadarOnline.com. When pressed about the term, quote, open case, the worker said, quote, that means it's under investigation, it's a legal matter, which I guess might be supposed to, as a criminal matter. Also, I don't know, unquote. Montgomery refused to answer follow-up questions and County Coroner Bill Green was uh, unavailable for comment. online.com was unable to determine if the cover was based on a lawsuit filed by Middleton's family against the sheriff and coroner asking a judge to prohibit the investigators from re- releasing the reports and crime scene photos of the suicide. The lawsuit was filed... May 23rd, in Perry County Circuit Court by Middleton's wife, Rhea, and brother, Larry, charging the family's privacy, will be violated by the release of the case files. Quote, Since Mr. Middleton's death, Mr. Middleton's family, including the Middletons, has been harassed by outlandish, hurtful, unsupported, and offensive online articles regarding Mr. Middleton, his death, and his family, states the lawsuit. Radar's investigation was sparked by one of Middleton's terrified business associates who anonymously, anonymously came forward last month to demand an independent investigation claiming the 59-year-old father of two was extremely close to Bill Clinton and incapable of committing an elaborate suicide. The help that businessman even created makeshift gallows by lugging a table of trespassing onto a farm owned by Hafer International, whose headquarters is on the same parcel of land partially owned by Clinton Presidential Center in Little Rock. Middleton joins a growing pile of corpses associated with Epstein, who in August 2019 was suspiciously found hanged in his New York jail cell, where he was awaiting a sex trafficking trial, Allegedly providing a bevy of young girls to powerful politicians and businessmen, rumored to include Prince Andrew. Whoa! I'm still here, people. Can you believe it? Please open investigation to murder of Clinton and an Advisor. Let's go ahead and watch this video. And we got one more after this. No, two more videos. We're also gonna celebrate He Day this is a day later
4: of Mark Middleton. Bill Clinton's former advisor, who linked the former president like, I'm a sure subscribe. to Jeffrey Epstein, is now being investigated by police. Mark Middleton, Bill Clinton's special advisor from Little Rock, Arkansas, who connected the former president to paedophile Jeffrey Epstein, Love my was found followers. hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast through his chest and an extension cord around his neck last month. Middleton was responsible for bringing Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell to the White House numerous times and flight logs revealed that he was a regular passenger on Epstein's Lolita Express. The cause of his death was not immediately disclosed. According to Radar Online, an investigation into Mark Middleton's death is now open. The Perry County Sheriff's Department confirmed that they are currently investigating the suspicious circumstances surrounding Middleton's death. The news comes after a second Clinton associate was also found dead last month in eerily similar circumstances. Ashley Haynes, 47, was found drowned in an Arkansas river with an extension cord knotted to her ankle and attached to a... Extension cord is a common theme. She threatened to expose an elite paedophile ring involving the Clintons and other VIPs. There's
0: a certain calling card right here. Told this... This is a. So, for you audio only listeners, this is like a video essay with some subtext, so I'll read it to you. It says President Bill Clinton's former special advisor, Mark Middleton, passed away Saturday at the age of 59, as confirmed by his family. Photo of him. Middleton is known for cementing the former president's friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. The cause of his death was not confirmed. Middleton ran an air conditioning business in Little Rock, Arkansas, for decades before becoming a special advisor to Clinton, a financial director for his presidential campaign. HVAC Company. The Middleton family has lost an inspiring and dedicated leader as well as a son, brother, husband, and father wrote a representative of Middleton heat and hair. Or heat and air. There's an H in front of that for some reason. In a Facebook post. It tricked me. just some more pictures. We don't need to go through all this. They're going to drag it out a little bit. But, um... We gotta get to Marvin Heemeyer Day, right? That was the other day. It's kind of like a libertarian kind of like pseudo-holiday at this point. This guy basically... For years, just try to do like normal city permit shit. Try to get stuff developed on his land or on his properties business, May it possible for him to do it. But there's like a seven and a half minute video on this from the Curiosity Vault. We should just go ahead and watch it in memoriam, Marvin Heemeyer. hashtag Marvin Heemeyer Day. Um, let's get to know his story a little bit. Curiosity Vault. Thank you. Hopefully, they let me share. Kill dozer. That's right, Ivor. I don't know how HVAC guy works for POTUS. <laughs> I do not know. How it works.
2: When Marvin Heemeyer lost his livelihood after a long-standing feud with a neighbour in the town's zoning commission, he would, in his eyes, be forced to take unreasonable measures to get even with those he believed had slighted him. In a rampage of revenge, lasting more than two hours, he would demolish much of the town's centre in a reinforced bulldozer, and law enforcement would be powerless to stop him. This is the story of Marvin Heemeyer and his bulldozer rampage.
0: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, he ma- he did make the sickest bulldozer. You can't get any. Oh man, unless you're like at like Beast Wars or like a Transformer level. Like, how do you get better than this? In
2: 1991, former U.S. Air Force man Marvin Hemeyer moved to Grand Lake, Colorado. Situated on the shores of Grand Lake, the town was a tourism hotspot and gateway to the Rocky Mountain National Park. Originally from South Dakota, Marvin had no friends or relatives in the region, but was attracted to the natural beauty of the town and the chance to finally settle down. Described as a man who would help anyone, Marvin became quickly admired around town. He had a quick wit and was very popular with the ladies. However, he was not without flaws... With some residents reporting awkward altercations when things didn't go the way he wanted.
0: That's the thing about these dudes is that they like they have a certain ingenuity about them, like that's always attracted to like a certain significant segment of the female population, like, oh, this guy can maybe protect me during the apocalypse <laughs> kind of uh, a <laughs> kind of feeling.
2: In 1992, Marvin would buy land in the nearby town of Granby, 16 miles south of Grand Lake. He used the lot to open a muffler repair and welding shop, a business he would run until 2003. Around the year 2000, however, a fellow Granby citizen approached Marvin with the proposal to purchase his property for the purpose of constructing a cement processing plant. The two parties agreed that Marvin would sell the property for $250,000. However, right before they sealed the deal, Marvin twice increased his price, eventually demanding more than $1 million. By 2001, the deal would be dead. The Granby Zoning Commission granted approval to build the factory on the land next door to Marvin's property instead.
0: Motherfuckers. Having now
2: lost the sale and the chance to make $1 million. Marvin would appeal the decision, claiming construction on the neighboring lot would block access to his muffler repair shop. However, the oh, appeals were rejected and construction of the cementing plant would shortly commence.
0: <laughs> he got so mad. With the
2: cementing plant now completed, Marvin had lost the fastest access to his shop. And things would come to a head when the Granby Town Council rejected Marvin's proposal to build a new road to his property, a decision made even more frustrating because he had already purchased a bulldozer to do the work himself. Adding fuel to the flame, the Granby Town Council would hand Marvin a series of frustrating fines for various infractions. Perhaps the worst of these fines was $2,000 for not being connected to the town's sanitation system, an issue brought about from the construction of the cement factory itself. Marvin would spend more than $80,000 to be connected to the town's sewage system an amount he could not afford his business was beginning to struggle in 2003 you. he decided to close his shop marvin was not one to get over a grudge easily and he believed that the nb zoning commission his neighbor and a number of other town officials had slighted him and he now sought vengeance on those who in his mind had sided against him in a series of writings and a number of hours of recordings Marvin would claim that God had blessed him in advance for the task he was about to undertake.
0: Oh, he also no! said,
2: I think God will bless me to get the machine done, to drive it, to do the stuff that I have to do.
0: Alright, so he has some problems right here. We'll just throw a disclaimer.
2: <laughs> Throughout 2003 and into 2004, he began secretly arming his bulldozer, covering the cabin... Engine, and parts of the tracks with armored plates he'd built himself using a concrete mix poured between large sheets of steel. He had monitors inside the cockpit with a feed supplied by cameras mounted on the outside. He had three small gun ports which he filled with three different types of guns. <laughs> on the 4th of June 2004, Hemeyer stepped inside the cockpit of his reinforced bulldozer. With a makeshift crane, he lowered the roof in place, effectively sealing himself inside. He drove the bulldozer through the wall of his shed, then proceeded into his <laughs> neighbor's property, smashing through the cement plant. He's like, on his way he's like town. I would
0: fuck up my own shit. I don't care.
2: In an attack that would last more than two hours, he drove his bulldozer through the town hall, the office of a local newspaper who had wrote pieces against him the home of a deceased former mayor whose wife still lived there, and a hardware store owned by a man who Marvin had feuded with. Police attempted to disable the bulldozer's cameras, but the three-inch thick, bulletproof plastic proved to be too strong. Nothing the authorities had could penetrate the bulldozer's armour, and all attempts to stop it were futile. Authorities considered missiles fired from a military chopper to intercept the dozer, but fears of it doing even more collateral damage caused them to reconsider. Marvin, at one point, even fired upon officers, but thankfully none were hit. <laughs> In a rampage lasting two hours and seven minutes, he damaged 13 buildings, knocked out natural gas lines, and caused millions of dollars I mean, of damage. pretty
0: good. Pretty good.
2: When Marvin drove his bulldozer into a hardware store, the attack would finally come to an end. The radiator became damaged, and one of the tracks lost contact with the ground. Authorities swarmed the bulldozer, and in the final act of his plan, a single gunshot was heard coming from the cockpit. Marvin had taken his own life. In the aftermath of the rampage, some were quick to make Marvin a hero, claiming he was simply standing up to authority, which was overstepping its mark. (laughs) And some would even say he was careful to make sure no no one else was killed. Police did not agree, however, pointing out he had shot at them and that the library he had driven through had had children in it only moments before he had destroyed it. In the days following the rampage, investigators found his list of targets. The list included the buildings he did destroy, the local Catholic church which he didn't destroy, and the names of various people that he believed had sided against him. Whether Marvin Heemeyer was a hero or a villain is the source of much heated debate online and will continue to be for many years to come. There are multiple books and even a movie having been made on the rampage. But what is clear, it has captured the imagination of many as one of the most unique acts of vengeance in modern history.
0: All right. So with that, give me that like, comment, that share, subscribe. I'm going to be doing some lives, you know, definitely on my YouTube all the time, but for those of you guys on my audio only, expect um, a podcast with Unspeakable Truth to be airing next week, dropped, you know, it'll be on my YouTube as well, but that's where you'll hear the next um, audio podcast most likely. And also the week after that, we do have a podcast with Shane Jones from... The of our realities. And we're going to talk about American political conspiracies. Just my favorite ones. And just have a great time. But anyways. Give me that like, comment, share, subscribe. Go check out Satellite Jack tonight. And we'll talk to you later. Peace. I'm glad
1: you guys joined me.